Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, October 9th. I'm riding solo this morning. Richie's got a golf date to uh, kind of swing his sorrows away this morning after the Knowles lose to NC State. Final score of 19 to 17. The Knowles don't score in the second half, and the Wolfpack come away with a win. Raleigh continues to be the house of horrors that we have known it to be for quite a while, and uh, it gets worse and worse and worse as you kind of rewatch it and look back at it. Um, Florida State, well, let's get into it. Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Uh, make sure you get your gut box. Double Fries No Slaw. I've heard that the fries, the carbs in the fries help sop up some of the sorrows after, uh, after rough losses like last night but really do appreciate Guthrie's appreciate their support we will be doing a tailgate with them out right in front of the stadium on Saturday for the Clemson game if you haven't gotten your tickets for that go pick those up um, again I know it I know it sucks after a loss like last night but I do appreciate you guys tuning in or watching on the replay if you're watching on the replay smash the subscribe button and uh, we appreciate you for hanging out uh, Florida State loses a game that they led almost the entire way just kind of an inexplicable loss. And there's really just a ton of blame that can go everywhere. And, you know, I will, we'll try and assign some of that. We'll try and share some thoughts and give some context. And then we'll talk more about it as the, uh, as the weeks go on or as the week goes on, we'll talk more about this NC state game and we will uh, um, look ahead to Clemson, but yeah, a tough one um, where the Knowles had every chance in the world to win got to play against a backup quarterback and just the mistakes that were made all over um, didn't allow Florida state to really have a chance to, uh, to, to put this one away. I thought that, uh, you know, the first half went about as well as you could have wanted. Although the Knowles definitely left some points on the board in that first half. Um, I thought the team looked fairly good there. And anytime you go into the half on the road up to touchdowns, especially after um, trailing NC state scored first to get the three Oh lead. Anytime you go into the half up two touchdowns, I mean, I think you're in a really, really good situation. Um, you know, Florida state got close, could have scored more turnover on downs in the first half on the 23 yard line. Um, you know, even the first drive, getting down to NC State's 37, having a penalty and, and backing up a little bit um, to where you had to punt from the 41. I thought Florida State had a ton of chances, moved the ball decently well in the first half, and the second half just couldn't get anything going. I will say first half, really nice run by Jordan Travis, and then a nice pass to Micah Pittman for the first touchdown of the game. And then for the second touchdown of the game, the final touchdown for either team, um, really, really nice. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, NC State scored a touchdown. But the uh, final touchdown of the game for the Knowles, really nice drive there. Nice pass deep to Johnny Wilson on a third and 11 and a touchdown. And then, you know, the last kind of positive, I think, from from the first half, from where we're at, um, the, the special teams play, that's going to get lost in this um, just due to the uh, – um, just due to the fact 
that um, an old loss, that special teams play was incredible and drawn up really, really, really well. It was really cool to see that. Again, try to put context around anything after a loss is tough, but that was really cool to see. That special teams play was really, really cool. Um, ended up stealing three points at the end of the court, at the end of the half. Um, hats off for Fitzgerald. Maybe gets the monkey off of his back a little bit with the uh, field goal at the end of the first half. That wasn't a chip shot by any means. Uh, thing went 47 yards. I don't know how much farther it would have gone, but maybe been good for fit from 50 or so. Um, really, really good into the first half and, and good stuff there. Um, Second half starts and the team comes out immediately, gives up a touchdown to NC State, but then sort of blows up, right? Defense gets a little bit better. They're down by a touchdown. Um, NC State makes it 17 to 16, and the wheels just sort of start to fall off. I have never, I don't think I've ever seen a, a punter cross the line fully saying they can't hear can you guys hear this okay audio no no audio seems to be working well if somebody can give me a comment um seems to be working well um let me uh let me clip over to youtube can somebody give me a comment if this audio is is working uh someone on twitter said that the uh the audio didn't seem to be – no, no, uh, it seems to be working fine. Um, I've never seen a punter do that. Um, there's a lot of blame that can obviously go around, but I do think that if you – thanks, Kirk. I do think that if you just punt the ball normal there, right? Obviously, it looked like Mastermano could have picked up that first down. If you just are able to punt the ball, um, you probably win that game. That was a 70-yard penalty based on where the ball landed and where um, NC State got to take over, I think if that play goes your way, you win the game. You know, I, I at that point, Leary was out. They weren't driving the ball super well. I don't think that they drive down and get the field goal. Hats off to their kicker, who just makes field goals from any distance in any range ever. But that, that punt was the wildest thing I've ever seen. Um, I thought the refs were terrible in the game. I hate to be the official guy, but I thought that NC State got away with blatant holding all night. They finally did start to call it on that drive, that drive after Mastromano's kind of brain fart or whatever. Um, I thought that Pittman got interfered with on his touchdown. I thought that number 11 for NC State was holding on a big run by the backup quarterback with about two and a half minutes to go in the third. They ended up kicking a field goal on that drive. I thought the officiating was really, really terrible. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it would have changed the impact, you know, impacted the game had any of that stuff been called. But um, the drops, the drops were absolutely something that we haven't seen, at least that volume of this year. McLean dropped a touchdown. Wilson dropped a few passes. Um, big fourth down, I think he should have caught. Jordan probably could have led him a little bit more. But uh, – Another big third down, he just drops over to the left side, and Florida State was pretty backed up. 
could not get in a rhythm with the amount of drops that the guys had. Um, and then I thought coaching, you know, everybody's talking about Mike and coaching and decision-making and um, man, I did not like the second half play calling at all to start drives. I, I thought I don't even really have as much of a problem with um, the interception at the end. I mean, obviously you can blame interceptions. You can blame turnovers, which were a huge issue. You know, when you end the game with a, an interception, um, on a concept that worked earlier for you in the game. I mean, yeah, interceptions were a problem too, but I, you know, every drive, you know, first, first drive of the second half, um, run play right up the middle, run play right up the middle, run play right up the middle. And I thought that, I just thought that, uh, we were so vanilla on first and second down and everything Mike did was just a, a run, a run up the middle on first or second down, and it never changed. And I, I think that I understand um, – um, I understand trying to run the clock and trying to keep the defense off balance and trying to do all those things, but I, I just – the consistent just running up the middle with absolutely no success, right? If you take away – I, th I think I wrote this down. Hold on. Somebody sent me this. You remove all the Jordan Travis runs, the 40-yarder that Ward broke, and the total Philly 12-yard touchdown, right? Which those runs did happen, and so I'm not saying that they didn't happen. But we rushed for nine, We rushed 19 times for 38 yards. That's two yards a carry. Just absolutely nothing from that. And we continued it, even on the last drive of the game. Um, you know, you're down, and 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 you move the ball in the last drive of the game. So you went 70 yards in three and a half minutes. But in the last drive of the game, you're starting on from on your own eight on first and ten, and and the commitment to that one or two yard dive play up the middle was still there. We were still just trying to pound the ball right up the middle and that just didn't work all night the runs that worked were jordan scrambling jordan making things happen with his legs ward around the outside i guess toa philly did have the 12 yard touchdown that seemed to go up the middle but that dive play mike's you know as much as i like mike as much as i think he does a good job and I mean, you can place as much blame on on him or any of the other things we talked about as you want, but him refusing to go away from that when we were having success passing the ball. Now, I don't think NC state, and I try, I'm trying to say this all week, you know, you had a chance to kind of light that secondary up at times. And Jordan at times did I mean, threw for 181 yards. He rushed for 108 yards. This game was on Jordan Travis, you know, like, and he was, and he did a really good job, for the most part. I didn't. I hated the play calling. I hated the way that it was just up the middle. Every single first and second down, just run the dive play. I thought that was terrible. I thought that that, and 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 it almost working isn't a. Like, to me, that's not like a justification for it. 
because it's still the wrong decision, right? Like something can work out. And if you made the wrong decision, you made the wrong decision. Florida State, I mean, if if Jordan just doesn't throw that interception, right? Like and just finds Wilson. I mean, Wilson was one-on-one on the other side. So it's like, man, even with everything else, even with the penalties, even with the drops, even with the inexplicable punt that I've never seen in my life going the other way, um, you still had a chance at the end if better decisions are made, right? And they weren't. At the end of the day, Florida State drops a game that they absolutely should have won, should have, could have, would have, should be 5-1 and one right now. Should have beaten NC State. You absolutely shut down. I mean, I don't even really care that Leary went out. You absolutely shut. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, you got to play against a backup. They, they were better with the backup than they were with Leary. Because Florida State didn't prepare for a mobile quarterback. And he got off on a couple of runs. They shut Leary down. The penalty, the 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 personal foul penalty that extended that drive was absolutely terrible as well. There's no way in heck that that was a personal foul. Um, we made contact while the quarterback still had the ball, hit him in the chest. Didn't didn't hit his helmet. It wasn't targeting. Didn't hit his helmet. None, none of that stuff. That call was absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, just, you know, kind of incoherent rambling at this point by me, but uh, yeah, I just, there was a lot of bad and I don't, you know, I've got, you know, idiot fans in, in my mentions and DMS and everything else. Um, but I, I don't even really have a problem with that last play, that interception. Now, I have a problem with Jordan throwing it. Like, I think you need to – I think in that situation, you need to be sure of sure of sure of yourself. And the defender read it really well, knew what was coming. We had run that same concept earlier, and Micah had made a one-handed touchdown catch. So, I think Jordan's got to be a little bit better there. I think I think Jordan's got to understand that <clears throat> when you have the ball in field goal range and you have three timeouts, <clears throat> was that a first down? And you've got several plays now, second and eight. You can you can pick up three or four yards there, right? You don't have to go for the end zone. I'm fine with that concept being in it. Like, so I don't blame. You know, I think Mike's play calling all night was was pretty. Uh, first and second down just did not impress me much. Some of the, the drops, even you know, you probably are having some of those drops because guys can't get in a rhythm because it is just third and long every single drive. Um, which we converted a decent amount, but I think that, uh, I, I didn't have such a big problem with that last play as far as a play goes. Cause I do think you were trying to get seven there. You didn't want to rely on just three and that kicker he kicked from any distance in the world. I didn't want to kick a field goal with 40 seconds left and give them the ball back. I think going for seven was the right move. I just think Jordan's got to be sure of himself and sure of a pass when you're making it at that stage of the game. You can't take chances at that stage of the game. And at that point, Jordan took a chance, and he really shouldn't have. That's got to be a, I'm completing this pass or it's or it's incomplete. To me, that's not on Mike. Mike didn't – I mean, Jordan had four – I think there was five wide that play. We were moving the ball. We were trying to pass it. Um, 
I'm not big on this. I'd rather miss on a missed kick or anything like that. No, I mean, but I wanted to go for the seven. Like I wanted seven points there. Don't leave it in the hand of a kicker. Get seven points. Jordan's just got to be a little bit better than that. The her, his earlier interception was really bad too, but Jordan's got to be better than throwing that last pass. That concept worked earlier. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not. Um, here, let's give a quick shout out. Um, let's see, boy, these hurt after this, but fire up the war chance and plant the spear. Those win. Those win. That's a tough one to have to play. Thank you, Hunter. Loss hasn't stung this while in a way. Um, way too many missed opportunities, but hit the bet. See you soon in Cali. We are doing a tailgate with Graham Co. Um, my man Hunter's coming to the tailgate. I know that you might be in a little bit of uh dampered spirits now. We will be in we're, we're in great shape. We're fine. It's a football game. You guys are gonna be fine. We're doing a big tailgate in Tallahassee this weekend before the Clemson game. We're still gonna want to come out to it. Grandpa's gonna be there, Garnet and Gold, or uh, I'm sorry, Bay Cannon Beerco. Um, maybe Garnet and Gold. We'll see what happens. But uh, you can get your tickets right now on Eventbrite. I'll put the link in the comments. Um, let me give it a quick shout out as well. Thank you, Hunter, again for the super chat. You guys are welcome to super chat anytime and get your takes off. Let me give a quick shout out to Salomon Digital Marketing. Let me throw their picture up on the screen. Um, didn't do an instant reaction last night. Just kid was awake late, super late. Figured it'd be better to kind of collect my thoughts. So I want to give them a shout out. Their CEO, TJ Salomon, does a great job working with our student-athletes through name, image, and likeness. If you give him a follow, it's TJ Salomone, S-A-L-O-M-O-N-E on social media. If it's a super follow, he'll donate all of that money and all of those, all of that revenue to NIL projects with our student-athletes. So A.J. Duffy had a birthday just the other day. He's worked with A.J. Duffy. He's done deals with Jordan Travis. He's got more in the works. So shout-out Salomone Digital Marketing. Give them a follow on social media. Really, really good folks that give back to the boosters and our NIL efforts. Um, also, shout out Gramco, thegramco.com. Again, if you put your order in now, you should have yourself before the tailgate. It is um, DFNS25 to save 25% on your order. Yeah, going back to the coaching, one more thing there. Again, I Mike took a lot of the responsibility, took a lot of the ownership for the loss. And ultimately, I do think that this is – I don't know. I don't know how you assign a percentage. To me, it'd be something like, I don't know. That's tough. What do you guys think in the comments? Let's hear your comments. we got several people in here. To me, it's something like 60-40, coaching and execution, all right? Because at the end of the day, I, I thought that the defense played really well. Um, I think the coaching staff gets credit for that. I think that um, using Jordan's legs was a, a big part of the offense that we haven't seen yet. and something that I was calling for this week a ton, and that is something coaching staff should get credit for. I thought the, the special teams um, play, the um, fake return or however you kind of call that, plus trusting Fitzgerald to hit the field goal was good. I thought there were some very bright spots in the coaching. I thought driving down the field immediately on um, that last drive was really good. I thought Mike put them in a good position to get inside a scoring range. Um, I hated 
I hated the way that they ran the ball on first and second down. I thought that really kept Florida State behind the sticks and kept them from scoring more. But man, I mean, look at the execution. Norvell didn't drop a touchdown pass in the end zone, right? Ron Dugans didn't drop a touchdown pass in the end zone. And 11 did, right? You look at the special team. I mean, Mike Norvell didn't punt the ball past the line of scrimmage, right? There's got to be some accountability for execution. And I think that Norvell had plenty of faults in this game. And so maybe I'd go 60-40. Maybe it's 50-50. Maybe it's somewhere in that range. But it's not like 80-20. It's not like 90-10. They were in position to win. Even at the end of the game, they were in the position, a position to win. And just couldn't get it done. It's frustrating because Florida State had the chance to, to, to get a win that they weren't supposed to get. Even with the backup in, even with um, everything else, I mean, you held NC State to 19 points. You should have been able to score, right? A, any one field goal in the second half. I know we've had our field goal struggles. Any one field goal in the second half wins the game. And Florida State couldn't find a way to get that. I thought that um, on that second and eight, they had a great chance if they – convert there they are absolutely within field goal range i did still like going for the touchdown i didn't obviously like that pass that jordan threw but i liked going for seven there i i don't i don't agree with anybody that says that was the wrong decision to try and go get seven i think that it was the wrong decision to throw that ball and not be sure of sure of sure of sure that it's going to be a completion um Jordan made a mistake there, and players make mistakes, right? At the end of the day, you've got to be better than that. I think that the massive plays that stand out to you, like the punt past the line that cost you 70 yards, I think that, you know, the I – mean, he honestly could have run for that first down too, but I don't blame a kicker for that. But you have to know where the line of scrimmage is. Um. I think that the uh, the intercept both interceptions cost you. I think that um, drops cost you, and I do think that the way that Norvell called the game on first and second down put his players in a much more difficult. The margin for error became much more razor thin because of the way the game was called, because of the way that they put themselves continuously in third and long, second and long, and third and long because of the way that we were running the, the ball, I thought that that is squarely on Norvell. I didn't agree with that at all. I thought that was really bad. As far as the total blame, though, you got to catch passes. You got to know where the line of scrimmage is. You've got to not throw bad interceptions. Both interceptions were really bad, right? I understand Jordan was like throwing up to a concept and that worked earlier. Both interceptions were really bad. But I didn't have a problem with throwing there at the end. I mean, I'll, I'll give Mike, you know, 50% of the blame or more for this game. But I don't think going for seven with our kicking woes was the right move. You had all three timeouts. You had 50 seconds left. How far away were we? What yard line did that interception come on? The 22. So it's a 39-yard field goal from there. You get 10 more yards and make it a 29-yard field goal, we feel really good about that, even with Fitz's struggles. But you don't leave it up to a kicker, right? 
every time a coach leaves it up to a kicker, what do they say? Oh, I shouldn't have left it up to a kicker. It was second and eight. You had three timeouts, and you're 22 yards away from the end zone. I hated the throw. I mean, I love Jordan. Like, and I, I hope he rebounds. I, I think he will rebound. Obviously, a tough matchup coming up next week. But that's you just don't you don't leave it up to a kicker. You don't leave it up to a good kicker, let alone one that's been struggling. I had no problem with uh, going for seven at the end of the game. I did have a problem with with the pass, right? I thought that that was a an ill-timed pass. I honestly haven't gone back and watched that play. I haven't gone back and rewatched the game yet. I don't want to see that play because I don't want to see the other options that were probably wide open on that. Um, that feels like it would hurt me a lot. But, uh, yeah, a rough one. All right, if you have any comments, if you have any thoughts, if there's anything kind of on your side that you want to um, say, uh, why even have a kicker on the roster? I think you have to have it for point after touchdowns. Yeah. No, you just – yeah, I, I don't have a problem. If it would have been fourth and eighth there from the 22, yeah, you kick it. I don't think you go for it. I think you go for the touchdown. You play the game to score touchdowns. You're going to kick with 30 seconds left and give NC State a chance to come beat you? No, you go for touchdowns. It's, I have no problem with that at all. I have a lot of problems with what Norvell did last night. Trying to get a touchdown at the end of the game is, is not a problem that I have with this staff at all. Garnetandgold.com. If you're coming into town for the Clemson game, you need to go buy Garnetandgold.com. You can use the code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W. You save 15% off your order. You can pick it up in store, garnetandgold.com. They'll ship to you very quickly. Shipping's free if you're $75 or over, which doesn't take much when you are talking about these Nike polos and Columbia shirts and everything else. Garnetandgold.com, NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, to save 15% on your order. Appreciate Garnet and Gold, Garnet and Gold and their support for sure. Um yeah, if we'd have, yeah, if we'd have kicked and missed, people would be absolutely calling for Mike's head. I mean, you're spot on there. You're, yeah. The the move is to go for seven. You're down by two. You go for the touchdown. You try to advance the ball. There were four other routes that Jordan could have picked from. He never looked off that first read, and he threw a pick because of it. Safety, uh, the 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 defender played it extremely well. Yeah, how do we not throw that ball to 14? Yeah, again, I, I don't have a problem with throwing the ball there. I have a problem with the throw. I have a problem with the decision to throw it to Pittman. Fortunately, that play worked earlier, or maybe unfortunately, because because it play, worked earlier, maybe Jordan had kind of a false sense of confidence that it would work again. I thought we did throw it up to 14 at times. 14 had the 30-yard reception on that drive. 14 had the, the big reception that led to the touchdown earlier in the game. I um I I yeah, I thought we did throw it up to 14, but I, I think that 14 was had a pretty good one-on-one -on -one there. Um A rough one, Florida State ends up um, dropping a game that they absolutely had a chance to win and really should have won. I think the, I think at halftime, you guys aren't going to uh, 
Um, you guys aren't going to want to hear this. I think at halftime, Florida State had an 86% chance to win this game, according to ESPN. There, it is absolutely inexcusable that they were that they lost this game. Um, they found a way to lose it, found a way to blow it. Um, it's frustrating, but there's a lot of season left. You're halfway, and you're four and two. You're halfway through the year, so here's here's we'll wrap up with this. You're halfway through the season. You're four and two. I don't know how many people thought you'd be four and two at this point. I think I had three and three at this point. So you're probably about a game ahead of schedule. You missed a massive opportunity. To get further ahead of schedule, but you're still ahead of schedule. You're still four and two. You're on pace to win eight games. You got a really tough one coming up against next next week. And then the schedule gets considerably easier. Listen, I don't want to talk about injuries, but can we freaking stay healthy? (laughs) We'll talk about injuries on a short this week. Um, You got a tough one this weekend. You're probably staring four and three in the face. But then the schedule gets considerably easier. If there's any silver lining at all, the schedule gets much, much easier as it goes. You get Georgia Tech after the bye week. ESPN currently says that Florida State has an 89% chance to win that. Then you go to South Florida. Florida State has a 48% chance to win that. Syracuse is the tough one, I think. Florida State has a 42% chance to win that. You're going to beat Louisiana. And then you play a team in Florida who found a way to win yesterday, but you got a 65% chance of winning that. I think at worst you win three games down the stretch and probably win four. I think you win four. I think you go four and one over your last five and you finish with eight wins. But you had a chance last night to push that total up to like nine. Right? I think you beat Miami. I think you beat Georgia Tech. I think you beat Louisiana. I think you beat Florida. Their quarterback passed for 66 yards last night. He is not good. Jordan threw two interceptions last night. Anthony Richardson has seven interceptions and five touchdowns. He's not good. They're going to have to stop the run against Florida. But I, I you're at the midway. There's, there's two ways to look at everything. There's the micro and there's the macro. The micro says last night was really, really bad. You had a chance to outperform yourself. You had a chance to outperform your record. You had a chance to be further ahead of schedule. And you didn't capitalize on that chance. You lost in heartbreaking fashion against a team that you really shouldn't have beat, but you probably should have beat. Like, that sucks. Like, that's really bad. Micro. Macro, you're 4-2. and And you've got a tough one this weekend. But then you've got a lot of easy games coming up. You should get to seven or eight wins. I'd still project this as an eight-win team. Got to get healthy after this bye week. Got to get through Clemson. Hey, you weren't supposed to be in the game with NC State. Let's see what happens against Clemson. I think it's going to be tough. I don't necessarily know that I'm going to predict us to win that one. But we'll see. 
I think Florida State showed at times that they can play well offensively, but Norvell has to get out of his own way. The team has to not drop balls. The punter has to know where the line of scrimmage is. They're going to play a little bit better offense this weekend. Clemson's a little bit better offense and a little bit better defense. Raleigh's just a house of horrors. I'm never going to a game there. Anybody that went to a game there, hats off to you. Um, I don't know how you could put your, I don't know how you could subject yourself to that if you're an FSU fan. Guys, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you watching. Do me a favor and hit the thumbs up button, hit the like button. Subscribe if you're not. We'll have more thoughts on this game. I want to look at some of the penalties. I want to look at some of the drops. I want to look at some of the decision making on first down, second down, Norvell's runs, the dive play right at the middle. We'll look at all that this week and start to look ahead to Clemson. Appreciate Guthrie's, Salomon Digital Marketing, Garden Gold, and Gramco for their support. Guys, we've got the tailgate coming up. And I know that you're in a bad mood right now, but you need to get out to this tailgate. We're going to have a ton of fun before the Clemson game. And we're going to have a ton of fun at the Clemson game. I know that we're all in a bad mood right now. Come hang out with us for the tailgate. Space is limited, but can't wait to see you out there again. Thank you guys very much. Smash that subscribe button. We'll talk to you again soon. Go Knowles.